Good evening. It's so good to be able to come together once again to worship God in spirit and in truth and in a way that would be pleasing and acceptable in his sight. Once again, I would like to thank the elders for this opportunity to present this lesson to you in Brother Randy's absence. We continue to keep him in our prayers while he's at the gospel meeting at Corinth, and we hope and pray that his family has a safe trip back to us next week. As we turn our attention to our lesson tonight, the Day of Judgment, we are going to look at the great Day of Judgment and the aspects of it. First, we are going to look at the second coming of Christ. Second, the description and the separation of the sheep and the goats. And how will God separate us, those that are regarded as the faithful and those that are regarded as the unfaithful? Thirdly, we will look we then will look at the description of heaven and what John saw when he was permitted to see the new heaven. Next, we will turn our attention to hell and the description that Jesus gives us and the dangers of the place. Fourth, we will look at sin and how, that, how the things that, that men have come unto do in the, li in the lives and the way of the world. Fifth, we will, we will look at the uh, looking forward to the day of judgment. And sixth, we will look and, and uh, false predictions and how men and individuals have predicted the day of judgment and how they are regarded as false prophets. Finally, we will look at being ready for the day of judgment. The second coming of Christ. That is, that is, of course, the event that will occur before the actual judgment. In John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus tells us that he is going to prepare a place for us. To those that are regarded as the faithful, doesn't that give us a sense of peace and happiness to look forward to? In Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, it says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, even so. Amen. When Jesus comes, it will not be a secretive event. No one will not miss out on his second coming. No one will try to escape from it in any way. Every pair of eyes that are still on the earth at the time when the second coming does occur will see him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, that was read from our lesson text earlier, it says, For we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. When that day does occur, and we are met in the... And and when we are met up in the air, we are going to be accountable for those things done in our bodies. 
that throughout our lives that w how we, and how we have conducted our lives. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46, if you would, let's open our Bibles to that and read in what the Master has in his description of the Judgment Day. Again, that's Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon his throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the, his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee, a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee, sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it, Unto one of the least of these of my brethren ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, unto everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was in hunger, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal." Here our master gives us a very descriptive scene of the judgment. And now that he has given us that description, let's look at heaven. If you would, let's turn our Bibles to Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 through 15, and look at the book of life. Again, that's Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne... And him that sat on it, for those, from those face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the and death and hell devoured up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life 
was cast into the lake of fire. It will be a great thing when we are in that kingdom to know that the struggles, stresses, pains, sickness, and sorrows that we experienced here on earth will be no more. They will be gone, and we will never have to worry about them again. Also, in Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 5, Starting in verse 1, it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adored, from her, adored f- from, for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 34, heaven is also described as a kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And in Matthew chapter 25, verse 46, is where the righteous shall be in life eternal. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, It says, for we, for we know that if our earthly house is of this tabernacle were dissolved, we, having a, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Now as Jesus described the other place, those that are regarded as the unfaithful will end up in this place called hell. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 30, it is a place of outer darkness where there is weeping and gashing of teeth. For those that end up on the left hand of God, this will be their eternal place of abode. The pain is going to be so intense that the souls in there will be in a place of darkness and grinding of their teeth. And here in Matthew chapter 25, verse 46, it is a place of everlasting punishment. And we all have experienced, experienced different kinds of punishment in, throughout our lives here on earth. Most often in our childhood, and we know that it wasn't pleasant, but wasn't it great that it was only a short-lived thing But in hell, the punishment will be for an eternity and will never lessen or stop in any way. One way Jesus warns us to prepare ourselves so we do not end up in this place is to be baptized. In Mark 16, 16, it says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 7, 
I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse, verses 7 through 8, it says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. To all the individuals that find themselves not knowing God on the day of judgment, hell will be their eternal place of abode. And next, looking at sin. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, it says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revealers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Most, in, most individuals in this world we live in, they live their lives day to day and committing these things and not thinking twice about them and not giving hell one thought whatsoever that that will be their eternal place once the day of judgment does arrive. And next... Christians' lack of commitment in worship. It is such a great thing when we are gathered together to worship in a way that God would find pleasing. But when we come together, we can sometimes find ourselves having a, a mindset that is not focused on worshiping God. In James 4, in James Chapter 4, verse 17, it says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. First, let's look at singing. We are commanded to sing in Colossians 3.16. And when we choose to sit and not sing, we are not teaching and admonishing one another. And we have sinned according to James chapter 4, verse 17. Singing is a commandment, and that makes it a good thing. Now, this would not apply for to an individual that is experiencing health problems and something that is permitting them not, that not to sing. But if we are willingly capable, it is, our, it is a commandment. We are commanded to sing and teach and admonishing one another in those words that are in those songs. And what about during the sermon or praying or in the Lord's Supper? Is our minds focused on the things or are they focused on the thoughts of the world? Such as, what are we going to eat after services? Or what is coming on on TV? Or just our hobbies in general? The things that we enjoy doing in our lives. Now, it's not wrong to have these things in our lives that we enjoy doing, as long as they are not sinful activities. But we must also, we must also be reminded of John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. And it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And if the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And the things that are in the world will not be in heaven. 
And may we always have appropriate mindset when we, are, when we come to worship God. And once again, we must be reminded that on the day of judgment, we will give an account and confess to God even how we participate in worship. In Romans chapter 14, verses 11 through 12, it says, For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give an account to himself to God. Some churches of Christ have gone too far when it comes to the aspects of worship, adding things to please themselves and not God. They see worship as an act of entertainment. The church building and worship service is not to be conducted in a way that resembles some sort of rock concert or some sort of show. It is not a place of entertainment. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse, verses 21 through 23, it says, No, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And in Matthew chapter 15, verses 8 and 9, Jesus says, These people draweth nigh unto me with their lip mouth, and honoreth me, honoreth me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Looking forward to the day. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 through 13, it says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall, be, shall melt with fervent heat. The earth, also, the earth also and the works that are in shall be burned up. Seeing then that all, all things that shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought, we, ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking forward and hasting unto the coming of the day of God? wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. To us as Christians, we should always look forward to the day of judgment. We should not worry about it or be afraid of it in any way. If we have conducted and lived our lives faithfully, those that should be afraid of it are those that do not know God. False predictions. In Matthew chapter 7, verse, verse 15, it says, Beware of false prophets which come unto you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. Many throughout the history of the world have tried to predict when the day of judgment will occur and the end of the world will occur. These individuals are labeled as false prophets, but sadly, 
so many people will follow their doctrine. And some of these individuals will use Matthew chapter 24, verse 34, as a prediction of the end of the world. And taking that verse out of its context and using it in a way that they want it to be used. And let's, let's turn our Bibles to that verse and look at that and look at all of the aspects of it. Again, that's Matthew chapter 24, verse 34. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. And if you would, let's turn our Bibles now to the first verse of chapter 24 and read chapter 24, verse, verses 1 through 3. And Jesus went out and, and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to shew him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be one here... Let, there shall not shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? As you notice, his disciples asked three questions. The first the first, the first set of questions were regarding to that temple. And through Matthew chapter 24, verse 34, all the scripture before that, Jesus is describing the destruction of that temple and the destruction of Jerusalem. And in that last question they asked, And what shall the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? That is the actual day of, the ju day of judgment. And a few years ago, one example of this, uh, of these false predictions, occurred very recently on May 21st, 2011. A gentleman by the name of Mr. Harold Camping claimed that by specific interpretation of the Bible, the judgment would occur on this day, May 21st, 2011. You and I both know that the day came and went, and there was no change whatsoever. And he had so many followers that followed him and followed his doctrine. But we must be reminded. In Mark chapter 13, verse 32, it says, But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels in heaven, no, not the angels which are in heaven, Neither the Son, but the Father. Mark 13, verse, chapter 13, verse 32. On this occasion, Jesus made the statement that he didn't know when the judgment would occur. And it's a puzzling thing to me that if Jesus didn't know when the judgment would occur, then how could human beings predict it? Shame on them that do this. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And now let's take a look at where false prophets will end up on the day of when the day of judgment does occur. 
In Revelation chapter 20, verse 7, it says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Again, false prophets are going to be in that place of hell, as, as we talked about earlier. Be ready. In Mark chapter 13, verses 33 through 37, it says, Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work, and commandeth the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest, come, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say un, unto you, I say unto all, watch. And in Matthew chapter 24, verse 44, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, in, descri in, des in describing the Lord's coming, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with, with, a shout, with a voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive shall re and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another in these words. And may the day of judgment be always on our minds. And in Matthew chapter 7, Verses 13 and 14, Jesus says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. It is sad to say that so many in our world today are traveling down that, that wide and broad way. And I know you, as well as myself, want to be listed among the few. And in our conclusion tonight, in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, it says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. And in James chapter 4 verses 12 through 14 it says there is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy who art thou who art thou that judge judgest another go to now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? 
It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. And the very last verse in the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, it says, He which testify these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And that statement, I come quickly, that is very true because we are one day closer than we were yesterday to the judgment day. And as we come to the end of our lesson tonight, may we always be ready to stand in good standings with our master when, this time, when the day of judgment does occur. And may we all live in a way that heaven can be our eternal home. If you have never been baptized, tonight it is listed here for you the steps that you need to take. You are to hear the word, Romans 10, 17. Believe, Mark 16, 16. Repent, Luke 13, 3. Confess, Romans 10 and 9, 10, chapter 10, verse 9. Be baptized, Acts 2.38 and Mark 16.16, and remain faithful unto death, Revelation 2, verse 10. If you have never been baptized tonight, and we learned earlier what your fate will be on the day of judgment, or perhaps you've been baptized and, and was faithful at one time, but you have wandered far from that and allowed sinful things to come into your life, Please don't remain in that state. We will be happy to pray with you. If you need to respond to the invitation tonight so that you end up on the right hand of God on the day of judgment, won't you come at once while together we stand and sing?